0: The NBA and elbow touches. Boy, what a spin move! You need a GPS to find them. Porter off the mark. Jokic with a nice outlet to KCP. Runs the floor, counted and one. They switch back. Pocket pass to Jokic. Porter Jr. raises up on the midi. and Jokic tips it home. Welcome back to Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: ESPN, credit on the call. Uh, You know, Ken, coming out of the All-Star break, you were saying, we were talking about, you know, filling out our bracket in the NBA. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win the NBA championship? And you were saying that you had a decision to make if... The Denver Nuggets were going to come out of the All-Star break. They went into the break, losing three consecutive games. If Denver did not kind of pick up its level of play, then maybe you'd have to like pick another team to back, another horse to back, uh, for the Larry O'Brien Trophy to win the NBA championship. Well, three three <laughs> games into the second half of the NBA season,
0: <laughs> Bingo, bango, the Nuggets bombo. look
1: like, oh, yeah. yeah. like Secretariat. Three straight wins, all by double digits, and Nikola Jokic, uh, best player in the NBA. Just putting on, you know, maestro-level performances. 32-16-16 and in the win yesterday for the Nuggets over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we will get into the National Hockey League as we move along. We'll get into college basketball as we move along. Great guests as we move along. But, Ken, let's start here with the Denver Nuggets. And let's start here with most valuable player in the NBA coming out of this weekend in the association where Jokic bit out a little bit. He remains, obviously, a minus choice to win most valuable player, which would be his third NBA MVP award. Jokic minus one. 55. SGA, who's also playing great. The Thunder have won five straight games. SGA had 36 points yesterday in the Thunders' win over the Rockets. SGA is plus 240. Luka and the Mavs lose yesterday to the Indiana Pacers, but Luka has 30-plus points again. Luka is 6-1. Don't look now, but my Milwaukee Bucks starting to dominate. Giannis with 30-plus points at each of Milwaukee's two wins coming out of the break. Friday night on the road in Minnesota yesterday against the Philadelphia 76ers. Giannis is 14, and Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics who might, like, never lose again. Tatum is 33-1. to 1. So, Ken, thoughts here on Jokic, thoughts here on the Denver Nuggets, and let's jump into what was a juicy weekend in Pro Hoops.
0: Yeah, I knew yesterday, I looked at the, well, we had a great sports weekend, too, which we didn't really talk about. Like, betting was really fun. Betting single games was really fun. Watching a lot of the games on Saturday was really fun. But, I mean, I, I looked at, you know, you check out, like, the scores for the next day. Like, oh, like, what am I going to want to watch, especially with two kids? Like, how do I want to plan the day? And you know, there were, there were some really compelling games. You know, ABC had their first NBA doubleheader earlier in the day where, like, Buck Sixers was on at 1 p.m. and Suns-Lakers was on at 3.30, or Lakers-Suns, rather, was on at 3.30. And so you kind of, like, try to plan out, like, what do I want to watch? And I, I saw, like, Nuggets-Warriors, and I just go... Like, I'm convinced this game is going to be incredibly compelling for a bunch of reasons, not just because Denver, because Jokic is awesome, and just the way the Warriors have been playing recently. They've been on this kind of mini run since Draymond came back, this, like, extended run, and, uh, you know, offense and defense and rebounding had all been really, really good, and you were like, man, like, I feel like we're going to learn something here. about. And Denver had dispatched two atrocious teams out of the All-Star break and just absolutely made light work of them. So both teams were going into the game last night with a ton of momentum, where both probably felt like they were playing really well, and both probably viewed this as a really fun challenge to see where they were at. And so I had just, I, you know, in my head, I just circled, I was just like, I don't, if I don't watch anything else, I'm watching that entire game, and I think it's going to be awesome. And in a way, it delivered really compelling stuff, honestly. And the final score, not particularly compelling, but like Clay, who's now like, if he'd play 20 more games off the bench, would be a six man of the year candidate, probably scores a ton of points in the first half, tie game at half. And there's this moment, like, I, I don't know if Denver's going to win the title, but like you see, some stuff like we saw in the third quarter of that game, man, and what Jokic can do. So we'll do. Let's do MVP first. And you read the prices. I think what happened. There were a couple interesting things with most valuable player that happened out into the in the All Star break that week off. And I, I kind of wondered it. I talked to a lot of other people, and it wasn't that we were like sure it had to be one thing or another, or we felt hundred percent confident this was how it was going to go. I felt like I was a little confused about what, how I thought this would play out. And I feel like I talked to a lot of other people and even like voter, like a couple of people, voter, voters who, who were also confused and I think who were open-minded that someone could change their mind about how this was going to go. So the straw poll that came out a couple of weeks ago was like Jokic, SGA, kind of no one else, like Giannis third, Luca fourth. That seems so set. It seems like, well, that's the only thing it can be. So many votes for Jokic, so many votes for SGA. And I was like, I just don't know how confidently those voters feel like that how willing are they to have their minds changed if we come out of the break and the Nuggets keep playing how they're playing which was not great and for SGA to still do what he's doing but he's not as big of a name as some of the other guys and what if like one of the other six MVP candidates who people have kind of talked up a little bit what if they really compress this thing what would the voters do how confident are they that that's the order that they have and instead of going that and so I just didn't know how it would play out and instead of going that way it's gone hard the opposite way where not only is the door not open to other candidates, uh, it's almost been completely shut and it's been completely shut because your top guys absolutely killed it in like meaningful games that everyone watched when nothing else was going on, which were these first few games out of the all-star break. So instead of like, you know, think about it. Let's say Denver kind of like sloppily beats the Wizards and Jokic doesn't play great. And then like they win against Portland, but it's just okay. And then they go into the Warriors game and they lose. And maybe Jokic is like triple-double. But it's like, there's a lot of ways that it could have played out the way it played out going into the All-Star break. And I don't know how that would have gone, that discourse. Maybe Jokic and SGA would have been it anyway. But I think it would have gotten weird really fast if that had kept up. But it didn't. Instead, those guys raised their game. Like, they they played much better. And the advanced, like, kind of all-in-one metrics maybe won't reflect that because they were first and second anyway. But, like, the way people are talking about Jokic after last night, much different than the way that they were talking about him going into the All-Star break. And I thought, I had a friend text me this because I didn't watch the post-game show that bridged the end of Nuggets Warriors and brought us into uh, King's Clippers, which followed it on ESPN. But uh, a friend of mine messaged me and goes, did you see what Michael Wilbon, who votes like, just said after the game. And I go, no, but I can kind of guess, like, where, where this is going. And basically the paraphrase was something like, you know, all the ballots that I had done that didn't have Jokic in first need to be torn up and thrown out. Something like that. Because Stuff's amazing. And it's and – it's, but I think what it speaks to is maybe we were – we were not right, but we were at least, like, thinking it was possible in the All-Star break that these voters – we're a little wishy washy. We're a little. I don't know what I'm gonna do. We're a little like, hey, Jokic is the best, and SGA is the second best. But uh, what if this happens? And what if the-? there was a little of that? And I think that's reflected in almost that comment where now, like, he just drops the hammer in a huge way in a big game, and that's the third straight game he's done so. And it's like everyone wakes up from that dream, and everyone's like, nope, never mind. Like I'm, I'm, you know, like now, now I'm gonna just follow like traditional, you know, methodology with this award. And so I think what that does is and SGA plays great. And they, they come back and beat the Rockets. There's other interesting things, but like, I think what it does is the way I would put it is like Jokic caught up to his price. Like he was always priced a big favorite. And I was always like, man, I don't know if that's right. Like, I don't know if I get the sense that that's right. Straw poll comes out. Okay. Maybe like, okay. Like I, there's definitely evidence that we're starting to move in that direction. All right. But like, let's see. And maybe I'm bet some no Jokic like and cover all these other guys. Okay. And I think because of these games, now I look at this market and I go, okay, now like with what everyone's saying, even people who vote, how would I look at this? Uh, Yeah. Like he needs to be about this price now. And I don't think he ever did need to be this price. And now he does. And SGA probably, you know, like now is solidified as the second choice. And Luca is kind of like a distant third and the team has to play better. And now that I think the market's got it perfect now. And I know that's a really long explanation of like why we are where we are right here, but I really thought this had a chance to get weird. And Jokic said, oh, like, you think it has a chance to get weird? Like, in your face, like, it has a chance to get weird, basically. And played so well that it's just made this all really conventional I think, I think this is going to be like a boring market down there. We can talk about some ways the market can change. I think this got really boring is actually what happened because the the favorites became rock-solid, justifiable favorites where the metrics always supported them, and now the discussion and the metrics are married together that these are the best players in this order even, and it doesn't seem like anyone's being shaken from that belief anytime soon.
1: By the way, do you know how in Serbia how they say in your face?
0: No, but I'm all ears here.
1: Later, suckers. Right, uh, Nick yeah. and Ken here. You better. You better. On Monday. The talking. The, yeah. <laughs> talking yeah. To, yeah. I mean, I have a thought on just like the Nuggets and the NBA championship. and we can talk about Denver in regards to the title in a little bit here. But let's do some more on MVP because this obviously leads to the question. OK, you think Jokic has caught up to his price. So is there a bet to be made? And you had you kind of like you handed it off to me with, like, a potential, like, a great tease for what we're going to talk about now, which is let's talk about how this could potentially get crazy. So let's do right. that here. Like, it do you, is Jokic worth betting right now in your estimation? And can this get crazy? And if so, how? And why is it if Milwaukee nukes down the stretch, Giannis could win another one? That's just, that's just my thought. <laughs> that. Mil- I, I feel like, I, I I feel like Milwaukee's going to yeah. kill. I feel like Milwaukee's going to kill everybody down the stretch.
0: Okay. Uh, that's that's certainly possible. I mean, well, you know who they have tomorrow, right? Do you know who they have tomorrow? One of the hottest uh, teams in the league. Who do they the Charlotte have? Charlotte Hornets.
1: <laughs> what's the, <laughs> You know what's so <laughs> funny? Like, what's the total in that game? Because like the, uh, the, no, Ho- the Hornets are like the eighty-five. Be- the Hornets are the eighty-five Bears on defense right yes. now. They had eighty points yesterday.
0: They're uh. They're. They're an oddly compelling team for a team that's won no games. They're an oddly compelling team. Uh, and so are the – like, it's funny. Some of the bottom feeder teams, like the Pistons have played better. The Hornets have done way better than that. And the Spurs have Wembunyama. Like, the bottom feeder teams are kind of – like, I'd rather watch those teams than watch the Hawks. Can, like, can the I Bulls. ask a
1: crazy question? Yeah. Can I ask a crazy question? In all seriousness. What? Like, you all in all seriousness, right now, this is not a setup to a joke. From from hashtag from the betting perspective, the Charlotte Hornets are like a top like seven team right now in terms of like teams that I'm most looking for. <laughs> I'm being I'm being serious seven? right now. Right. Well, because like, they're they're fascinating they're fascinating right now. Like I don't know how long this is going to sure. last for, but for as long as the defense plays like this and they're like scrappy and playing well in games, I, I'll tell you. I I mean. The Bucks are going to be a huge price, and I'll probably lay Milwaukee. But I don't. Maybe Charlotte's competitive in that game, which is neither here nor there. I just wanted to say that about the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Sure. So your your tea up there? It's well, I mean, like for example, like Utah's playing Atlanta. To my Quinn Snyder uh, revenge game. The Quinn Snyder They're, bowl. Utah, yeah. You yeah. Utah's playing. It's at Atlanta. So I was going to say it's the homecoming, but it's not. Who's yeah, Missouri like,
1: playing tomorrow? Can we get Missouri right, there in attendance also?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. I uh, I'd rather watch Charlotte like play an intra squad scrimmage against themselves than play than watch Utah in Atlanta like. That's how more interesting Charlotte is than ever than those two teams. There's just it's so funny, and like Wemby is his own thing, and that's what makes them so compelling. Uh, Your question about how can this change? Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a couple uh, a couple issues or a couple things that'll be interesting in defining the rest of this MVP race, right? So I think first and foremost, now with I mean, it's just my opinion. Now with kind of like how I would price it, matching the market, and maybe that's because it took me a long time to catch up. But I think the way that those these candidates have played the last couple games has really solidified this order uh what can shake it I guess the first thing would be player availability and specifically with Jokic right so Malone and Denver they've made a point coming out of the break um you know like we like basically they want to play better shorten the road they've said a bunch of different kind of like cliche things that they want to do but that they've actually done them and they played really well for these three games but that doesn't mean you know if they're in a spot where they can rest some guys or like if it's the end of March and Jokic can sit a couple games or 3 or 4 or whatever he doesn't care about the MVP in that way where he would want to like play every game this was this is what happened last year too um would he do that with SGA i think you know they're all in they the thunder i think desperately want to be the one seed i think this is like this is just like kind of their opus of a season this young team that's going to win 58 59 games they're going to try to be the one sga is going to play every night dagnell's probably going to win coach of the year so i think he you're going to get like, the games from SGA, and, I mean, Luka, like, is prone to sit out a little bit more, but I think with Jokic specifically, like, does he play every game? That's going to be important. And he's at a part of his career where, like, that's not really the goal to play in every game down the stretch. While well, SGA is, that is one way that the two players could compress a little bit. Um, and then sustainability. Like, the Nuggets don't have to play like this the rest of the... They've almost... it's You know, they don't have to stop playing like this, but they just you know, it's it's not as important to them to have this 25 games of excellence. Like, I think it is for the Thunder. I think the Thunder, like, want to accomplish that. That's, like, a big deal for them to do that. So, you know, what are the two things that can happen? Denver can start playing a little worse, and Jokic can start missing games. Like, those are the two obvious things that can happen. And then the third, SGA feels, like, so consistent here. He's not even in the three. He's just going to be really good. The third would be, like, are the Mavs going to be really good or not? And, la- yes, last night's game was, like, a really jarring example of how good it can look one game and how bad it can look when a team's just like destroying you on defense and pj washington plays like an f minus minus that they traded for from charlotte like it's just you know like that's it could be one one day and and the other the next day so what is dallas gonna be um that probably defines like we talked about last week whether it's a two-player race or a three-player race at this point and Giannis look like gotta keep the door open i don't think it's a high probability outcome but like who, kind of a who-knows uh, question with it. Wouldn't bet it, I guess, but uh, but can definitely happen. So, I, you know, just it looks like the order is correct right now, but the way the way Denver can manage the final month of the season could make it a little bit more interesting, could present a betting opportunity. Uh, I thought this market was really, really interesting for like two or three weeks, and now this week I'm like, I kind of think we're kind of back to uninteresting again.
1: We'll, uh, we'll talk about Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics coming up in a little bit here right. who just well, you know what the key is winning. with him.
0: The key is with him. It's you know what it is. It's the baskets he doesn't score, Nick. That's why he should oh, win MVP. Yes. It's the points he doesn't. Oh, yes. It's the things you can't. Of course, see. that's actually course. why he should win. Jokic gets the triple double. Of Jason Tatum gets like the the like the silent, the invisible triple double. The invisible, he could the have invisible three, double, but he passed it to somebody else. Yeah,
1: yeah, but so then Derek White got it instead, and and, right, and, and exactly. of course we credit Tatum because that's because that's cause, right. Of course, because that's how we do things, which is yeah, bizarre. Like Hundred points we'll, talk, would, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll We'll talk about Boston coming up in a little bit. I do just want to say about Denver. So Golden State jumps on them in the first quarter last night. Of course, like a billion points in the first quarter. And you maybe get the sense watching the game, okay, like Golden State's going to keep going here. And then Denver just like, just decides at some point, hey, we're going to stop playing with our food and just like massacre this team. You could see the bleep-eating grin, like the Cheshire Cat grin on Mike Malone's face. Like, we got it, man. We're winning another championship here. We're just better than everybody else. Coming up next, more NBA, and we'll talk hockey and college hoops coming out of the weekend.